This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Let's Talk Arsenal series and our spin-off show, which is called Agree to Disagree, or if featuring Shaheen, just agree to agree. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, I'm joined by Lev today. How you doing, mate? You good? You well? What do you mean, thankfully? So he's suggesting I just disagree with everything. Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm suggesting that we might get some good debate going today. That's what no, I'm we'll get some decent debate. And I it's already started on a good note because Shaheen's been blocked for the first couple of minutes. So <laughs> I'm already, you're, you're going to get me to, you're going to get me to agree at this point because now you're, you're getting me to a side. Just with you, for mate. context, for those maybe listening on audio or, or on catch up, Shaheen, who of course partners uh, Lev on the Arsenal Lounge. And mm. if you aren't already subscribed to the Arsenal Lounge, you definitely should be. Uh, I'm oh, over there on Monday nights at 8 p.m. usually. So there's another reason. Um, but other than that, it's just a fantastic channel with some great guests and great conversation and not negative in any way, despite the it's claims. Not. No, I've watched the start of your show yesterday, and um, you know, I think there's a, I think there's a difference between being negative and being critical, uh, and I think there's a difference between the two. You know, negative, I think, would be, I hope Arsenal lose. You know, and so you know, I'm not about that, Tom. No, absolutely not. Right. So yeah, I think you're critical, maybe more critical than than I am, but I wouldn't describe it necessarily as negative. Thank you. Um, but yeah, for context, Shane's saying in the chat box that this is going to kick off apparently this evening it isn't to which he said nice try and and then he got blocked for five minutes so yeah, i don't know he thinks he's eddie Hurst. i can't i, I can't type anything uh anyway let's let's crack on with today's story uh basically this show is around the idea uh, of arsenal's transfer window up until this point and we've obviously they're looking ahead into the future and what the window might bring the last week has obviously brought quite a lot of frustration to us arsenal fans because we've seen the rafinha situation kind of just dissolve into nothingness and now there's obviously issues with the Lissandro Martinez chase which has mm. sparked quite a lot of frustration amongst the fan base and you know I can't disagree with that frustration I was frustrated on this morning's 8am show talking about the Martinez situation um, but it's obviously sparked quite a, a bit of division to be fair between some fans and others about how they sit and feel about the window as a result up until this point and so that's where I think me and Lev deviate at the moment because I was tuning into your show yesterday where you are obviously talking. And, you know, you did get quite emotional about the situation because it's, was, it's, it's frustrating you. <laughs> yeah, you was, you, let's be real. I, I was trying to be as you know tame as possible. But you, you did. You got upset. So just kind of tell me and the listeners where your head's at and why it is where it is. right. Well, now. OK, look, let me put a bit of context behind this. Yeah, I mean, because... Let's be honest, right? I'm I'm a big, big Arsenal fan. I never want my team to lose. I want my team to do well, right? I don't mm. I don't I don't get any joy from being right when I think something's wrong. Um I don't get any joy from my team not delivering um and, and not going back to the glory days. Uh, none of that brings me any joy. So let's just get that straight. However, you cannot deny that what last 15 years or so, 15, 20 years or so, our, our transfers have not been the best. Right, we have always been found wanting in specific areas when it comes to our squad, our team. How many squads can you remember in the days of old being fans? Can you remember that you know we were always two or three players off from having a really good side? Remember those mm. days? 
Yeah. Like, come on, we had great attacking players at one point. We didn't have a strong enough defence. We've never had a strong enough central midfield since the days of Vieira and, and Gilberto and, and those sort of guys. I can't remember the last time we had one that solid. So for me, mm. what's upsetting me is not the fact that we're going for players and, you know, they're not joining. That does happen. However, look, I don't go into this enough, but my job when I'm not doing this, I'm in recruitment. Mm. I've had 15 years, 20 years of recruitment. I went on to become a headhunter, my own clients. The job is very, very similar to being an agent. You're a representative. You have clients and you have your, your candidates that you're working with, right? It's no different in football. We look at these things in advance. Like before I decide to work on somebody, I would look at it and say, hey, right? For example, Rafinha. We knew months in advance that he'd already been wanting to join Barca. The, per, the 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 deal was done. Personal terms was done four or five months ago, right? The only thing stopping him go to Barca at this stage was that Barca was struggling for money. I would look at that as a recruitment person within the within the club and say, listen, if we go for this guy, all it's going to take is for Barca to come and make an offer, and he's gone, right? Martinez is another one. If I before I went in for him, I would be looking at that and saying, "All right, he's he's a, he's a good player. He's good for us. He could cover very many areas." But you got Ten Hag going to Ajax, right? Mm. Ajax, Ten Hag, and Martinez already have relationships. If we don't think that those guys have had a chat before Ten Hag has left, got on the plane and gone to Manchester, we're deluded. So again, I would question it from within and say, "Hey." We could go for Martinez, but all it's going to take is for Ten Hag to come in and the odds on us getting him then, like, drop very, very quickly. But my main concern is, along with things like that, is I don't actually think we're addressing the right areas, Tom. I don't actually think we're looking at things correctly based on what happened last season and are going for the right areas. And a lot of people on socials and on here is, oh, we've got loads of time. But at the end of the day, it, we don't do deals quickly, do we? Apart from, oh, the Vieira one come out of nowhere. But look at this Jesus one. It's still yet to be um, announced. <clears throat> so yeah, It's it done, takes, though, isn't it? It is it done, is done. It is done. But that's not the point. They're just, waiting for it. They're just waiting for whatever time they want to announce it. But it's been done for a while. You All know, right. Was... So if you've got three different areas to go, Arsenal yeah, notoriously yeah. slow with transfers, right? Three right. or four different areas still. Right. What we're waiting for, we're not set, the central midfield is what cost us last season, in my opinion, as long uh, as well as up front. But at this stage, we're going for wingers. We've got Jesus. We've mm. we seem to be happy with Eddie at number two, which I am not happy with Eddie at number two, to be honest with you. And I think if Partey gets injured, we're one injury away in central midfield from having El Nene and Xhaka again, maybe an experienced Lokonga, and we're one injury away from Eddie and Ketia being our main centre forward. For me. I'm not really that impressed with what we're doing so far. So, and, and I think you asked this question on your podcast at the start of the window, the main areas that you wanted to see Arsenal reinforce and strengthen and upgrade this summer, what positions would you say? Just list them off. Okay. For me, at the end of the season, I would have said, right, we need a Thomas Party cover. I would have got rid of El Nenny and Xhaka. Okay. Because look, Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. We haven't finished higher than fifth with those two in central midfield. What makes us think it's going to be any different? So I would have got rid of Elneny and Xhaka and I would have looked first thing to sort out the engine room, sort out the centre forwards. I would have got two centre forwards in. Then once those two areas have been solidified, then you could look at your luxury players and maybe some fullback covers. Because look, value and and no good quality players at low prices do not come around often. I, I don't I don't want to just mention Basuma. Everyone's stuck with the name. It's not the name we're talking about in Basuma. It's the player type and profile that I'm talking about when I mention Basuma. It's an mm. example. And people get too fixated when I say Basuma. But I would have had a Basuma type or a party cover and I would have got Tielemans. 50 million would have got you Tielemans and Basuma. Why are you going 60, 65 millions potentially for one luxury player in Rafinha? Makes no mm. sense to me at all. The, so just to kind of box off the Basuma thing, like you know where I stand on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, like for me, you know, I wouldn't have signed him whilst the investigation was going on. I listened to what Shaheen had to say on the show yesterday yeah. about, you know, you you employ whoever to kind of do that. But just from mm. my personal point of view, 
until he's cleared, I wouldn't have signed him. I would have signed him now, you know, now he's been cleared, wouldn't have a problem with it. But at that point, you know, I wouldn't have done that. That's just a box off the Basuma side of things. Um, Woods, so backups or competitor for Gabriel Magalash, does that not come in as well? Do you know what? How are we suddenly, we felt it was all right last season to make do with Saliba out on loan and holding at the back as cover. Mm. But now all of a sudden Saliba's coming back. We need more centre backs now. This is the left footedness of the. Yes, player. listen, yeah. I understand that, but Saliba is just as comfortable on left on right. You know, I've, I've looked into all of this, and don't get me wrong, I'm not averse for us to go in and get in the left centre back, mm. but go and address the most pressing issues. This is something we have historically done season upon season. When was the last time? How many times a season upon season we've been complaining we never got oh, a Vieira? Vieira, where's the Vieira type? And I don't understand this new mentality. You got Vieira this summer, Lev. I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. But look, there's this other mentality that's c- confusing to me that mm. Vieira, some people say, oh, party and someone like a Basuma can't play together. Gilberto and Vieira. I disagree with that. They can. They Vieira, Petit. Yeah. Where did this come from? You might want to play away. It's a tough fixture. You might want to screen your centre backs more. But then if you've got a more solid centre midfield platform, your attacking players have more flair and, and, and leeway and more of the ball. So what I'm saying is I would have gone in, got two centre midfielders of the ilk of the ilk of Tielemans, mm-hmm. a box-to-box and a Basuma type. And I would have got a Jesus and maybe someone a little bit taller to offer something different. I don't understand what our actual strategy is right now. And that is what I'm talking about. So for me at the start of the window, and we'd done you know shows on this, and I said what mm. I wanted to to be done this summer, and I picked up on eight positions: goalkeeper, which we've sorted, uh, a versatile fullback option because that was one of the biggest reasons why we missed out on top four last year, is because obviously we lost both our starting fullbacks, and not and the replacements that came in for them just weren't good enough. So someone that could cover in in a fullback position that would give us the depth and obviously with Tierney's injury record we we have to have someone who I feel can compete with him the centre back position because I don't think that Rob Holding should really be you know an option that we're leaning on as, so why let Saliba go <clears throat> well no I'm talking about this summer last summer okay. Last summer, I think Saliba needed the loan. You know, I think he's done fantastically well and it's put him in a position where he's now ready after a full season to now come in. So holding, you know, I would move holding on. I would keep Saliba and I'd have a four centre-back base of Gabriel, White, Saliba and one signing. Probably okay. a left footer. So that if Gabriel is out or we need to rotate, we've got someone naturally that fits the tactics that we're using at the club at the moment. Two central midfielders, one of them being a progressive Tielemans-style player. Yep. And the other one... I, I look to an Ilkay Gundogan to be kind of an experienced, top-quality player that would come into the team. Wouldn't necessarily be that expensive because of his age. It would be a small investment on trying to bring in a quality player that gives some immediate impact. And then two strikers, like you, and okay. a wide forward um, was what I wanted on top of that. Because Nicholas Pepe, I could just see going. And I thought we needed someone that can, you know, take the burden off of, of Saka and Martinelli and Smith-Rowe can add more goals to the side, which, you know, Rafinha may have done that, may not have done. I probably wouldn't have gone anywhere near as high as 65 million, though, for that position. I would have looked around a 30 million kind of figure for a Cody Gakpo or someone kind of around that. Okay. So, so we're not far off then, Tom. I mean, no, you're saying no, we're two not. strikers. Oh, right. Okay. Absolutely. So the situation with the summer is when we look at kind of what we've done so far, we've ticked off the goalkeeper position. Right. Uh, we've ticked off the one of the key striker positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the moment, we're trying to sort out the situation for a versatile defender that could not only play the left-back position, but also could play left-centre-back. So that's kind of the Martinez situation. We yeah, I understand that. The likelihood of whether or not that deal happens is a separate thing. But obviously, we've prioritised him as a player. Um, we clearly want a central midfielder because, you know, we, we're in constant, constant contact with Tielemans at the moment. We're not putting forward a deal because I think that the focus is very much on this Martinez situation right now. But Arsenal have sought out midfield targets in the window. It's clearly an area that they want to address from what we've seen and heard so far. We obviously, the other striker position has been fulfilled by the Eddie and Ketia renewal. Now, we can talk about that in a second, whether that's good enough. We can go on to the context now in a second. But that kind of renewal covered off that second striker. Mm. And then the wide forward role, obviously, we've tried to go for Rafinha at the moment and it's not happened. If we go for another one, which we should, and we absolutely should need to go for another one, be it a Gakpo, be it a 
Pedro Gonçalves, worst comes to worst, be it someone like a Marco Asensio, just that we need to make sure that we have someone come in in that position. So that's eight positions that we need to try and sign players for in total. And well, we've got plenty of time, though, Tom, haven't we? Yes, we do. Absolutely. <laughs> That's eight. what I'm coming on to. Yeah, right. We've okay. signed, you know, we've signed two. We've signed uh, two players that I feel can start for Arsenal so far. Jesus, of course, who comes right. in as an immediate yeah. starter, and Fabio Vieira, I think, comes in as a equally as good to Erdegaard's kind of that player that can compete with him, rotate with him, could even play on the right if you wanted him to. Some people have even suggested him playing as a left eight. I've spoken to a few people who've watched the guy and they feel that's something he can do, but it's not a specialism. No, he looks, a, he looks a good player, but some people yeah. have even said, oh, we can play him centre mid and you can't, in my opinion. I, no. I don't think you can play him as a box. Not in the, not no. in the prep, no. No, no, no. I would play him as more kind of the Erdegaard style, creative, but also someone that can add a few more goals to the midfield. So you can say they're two starters. You know, the turnout we've covered off the backup goalkeeper position. Right. The Marquinhos is a bonus. It's not the wide forwards. You know, that that is a bonus signing for me. I don't count that as kind of, you know, priority business that Arsenal needs to do. So we're left with a summer where we need to still address the Martinez style player, the Tielemans option, and the wide forward, and possibly another central midfielder, although I doubt that's probably going to happen at this point, seeing as we brought in Vieira. So you're looking at three players. Across all those positions, failing to get Champions League football, I personally never felt that we were going to go for that second striker because we just didn't have the money to go for two top quality forwards whilst you're also trying to cover off all these other positions in one window. I feel if we'd, if we'd qualify for the Champions League, you may have seen Arsenal get Jesus and, say, a Skamaka and, say, a, a Tammy, someone like that maybe. Or maybe not as high as Tammy, but certainly a striker that we could have invested in on top of that. But because we right. didn't get the Champions League money, I think they've compromised on that position with Jesus and Nketiah and thought, let's go and make sure that we cover off other key areas like midfield, wide forward and the versatile defender. Mm. And so that's why when I sit on the 2nd of July having already signed Jesus and Vieira and Turner with a month to go before the season starts. I'm not where you are in terms of kind of my frustration with the window. I'm okay. frustrated about kind of the prolonged pursuits for these players and that obviously we're being out-competed. But for me, I'm not there because I can appreciate that we've done more business than we've ever done at this point during a transfer window. We've never spent this much at this point in a transfer window. We've never given ourselves this amount of time to then go for other positions that we need to address. Like if you think back to last summer, do you know when we signed Ben White during that summer? Do you remember no, when on. it was? 30th of July. Okay. So um, look, you're basically saying we started a bit sooner than the norm this time, right? Well, a month a month right. or more ahead of what well, we usually well, do. Well, yeah. firstly, Tom, it's about it's about time, let's be honest. How many Absolutely. seasons? How many seasons? Do, like, this is my issue. Right. That's not and, criticism, though. That's a no, praise no. for the current regime, though. No, I understand. It's about your time I understand you're praising right yeah. this current regime, but I don't understand the issue uh, as fans of of raising questions based on the previous 17, 20 years. Like, you know, I remember as a kid, my father, my my uncles, they'd all go to the pub and have blaring arguments. Blaring arguments. The only difference is there was no social media. It doesn't make you disloyal. Or it doesn't make you any less of a fan if you are critical of your club's actions based on purely what happened yeah. in the past. You can't slap someone in the face 17 times and then on the 18th time promise them you're not going to slap them and expect them not to expect a slap. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, right. So I understand what you're saying, but then you also suggested that we, you would have had two centre midfielders in at the start of this season. Now you're suggesting we're not even looking like we're going to get one. But mm. then you're saying you're happy with that. Now, how is yeah. that addressing? How is that addressing your season, your previous season's issues? If you yourself have suggested we needed two, and we end up not even getting one for a start. Secondly, it's more the type of players that we're looking at that makes it clear to me that we're not going to fully address those areas. And you mentioned, well, you've just said, you've just said yourself, you don't think they're going to get any centre midfielders in. No, I don't think they'll get more than one central midfielder. So, all right, so let's just say we get Tielemans in, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's just say that. And I want want Tielemans because I think we need that kind of midfielder. Partey and Tielemans make a good combo. Yeah, But let's just say next season, Partey gets injured. Tielemans can still do his box-to-box. 
Who are we going to rely on to do Partey's job? We're going to go back to El Nenny. We're going to go back to Xhaka. Xhaka. Yeah. Right. What makes what what makes us believe that that's an improvement on last season? Okay, that's a fair question. Let me let me counter it by saying, if we got rid of El Nenny this summer, how much would we have got for him? That's not my problem. No, no, no just, just, just work with me on this. I, how I, much listen, would how much would we have got for El Nenny? Maybe he would have ended up in the Turkish league for a meal. Well, he, or two he would meals. have gone for nothing because his contract ran out. Well, I mean, it's not stopped them sending out top players or good players for nothing before. Uh, absolutely not. Away. So, if we'd have sold Xhaka this summer, how much do you think we would have got for him? You know, even if we got like a few mil for him, I would have taken it, Tom. Right. So if you're Cut getting your losses, if you're getting a few mil for Xhaka and El Nenny, yeah. and you want us to sign two central midfielders, but those central midfielders need to be 25 mil minimum. Let's say Basuma is right, the example, right? Yeah. And you're looking at an extra 25 million pounds on top of. Another centre mid being a Tielemans, a wide forward, two strikers that you've said you want to be two starting quality strikers, Jesus, and say, you know, you suggested right. Skamaka on one mm-hmm. of your shows, mm-hmm. a goalkeeper and a versatile defender, all within the budget of a team that didn't qualify for the Champions League. That's why I can't get on board with that idea of saying, let's get rid of Xhaka and Elneny for peanuts and bring in another midfielder because it's not realistic in the budget right. that we know. I'll that tell you what is realistic, have. though. Out of out of the need for someone like a Rafinha or two centre midfielders, I would have taken two centre midfielders. We've just gone out and got another attacking midfielder who can also play on the wing. We've got Saka who can play on the wing. We've got Martinelli who can play on the wing. We've got Emil Smith-Rowe who can play on the wing. You've got Jesus who can also play on the wing if you've got an alternative striker. So for me, if I had a budget... I would mm. not be looking to buy luxury. I would be looking to buy necessity. Yes, I would have liked Rafinha. 100%. I'll take Rafinha. He's a good, good player. But yeah. not if not over necessity. If your missus gives you 50 quid to go and buy what you need for the house and you mm. come back with a PlayStation game instead, that's luxury over necessity, right? She wouldn't be happy. Why should I be happy with the fact that you've got, f- for the first time, in what world have you ever known that you could buy two real quality premiership proven central midfielders for 50 million quid and you go decide Mm. you want to go and get Rafinha and you want to go and and, and try and get Martinez both players who we know have been twerking elsewhere and then when they do go our fan base turn around start tweeting well if they don't want to come to us we're better off without them well we already knew they didn't want to come to us but we still wasted time going for them and that's what I'm talking about if it wasn't Basuma, though, then who? Because you know where I stand on Basuma. I can't get behind the idea of signing a player that was under investigation for sexual assault. And Spurs yeah, where's, where's innocent till proven guilty, Tom? Obviously, you, are you? I don't telling get that me, argument either. Well, all right, are you telling me? All right, are you Go telling on, me no, that no. Levy's gone into a, a, a transfer window casino and has just decided to go? 25 mil on Basuma. Let's just bet on him and hope that he doesn't go down. They would have done know. their due diligence and they would have checked on him. Well, they I don't listen, know. Top companies do this, and he was proven right, but correct. But I don't know that. And I right, don't but know you also that. Don't we... know, you also don't know why they didn't go in for him. Of course, of course. I can say I don't know why, but from my position, I would not have invested £25 million in someone that is under investigation for sexual assault. I would have done... At the point he was cleared, you know, and he was cleared last week, as we've heard. I well, would have invested to you, I go go and spend some money on an expert, go and see what's going on with that and come back and let us know. Because I'm telling you now, How there is no way to give you an answer. Right. Why is why is it easy enough though to make up an excuse that the reason that Arsenal did not go in for Basuma, which is purely hearsay, by the way, nobody's actually come out and said Arsenal haven't gone for Basuma. Because of the court case. No, We've just course. assumed that, haven't we? So why well, are we even using that as an excuse? I think the actual reason why they didn't go for Basuma is, or anyone in that position specifically, is, be- is not because of that, but because of the fact they've got Lukonga, Elneny and Xhaka and Partey. That's, that's the reason why they didn't move for him. Whereas okay. you look at Spurs, Spurs don't have anyone to play defensive midfield. They have Huyberg and Benton Cool, which aren't out and out, more so Huyberg defensive midfielders. Whereas Arsenal have four players that can play that position. That's the reason why we didn't. I'm just telling you my reason why. Okay, all right. If okay, that wasn't so forget the Basuma saga. Yeah. Right. Just let's just leave that because everyone's sure. going to use this court case scenario. 
I still haven't seen Arsenal have any targets for a replacement for Partey if he gets injured, which incidentally was one of the biggest factors as to why we failed last season. Let me give you an example. You use the fact that, oh, it's really difficult without Champions League and, you know, this, that, and I agree with you, right? Mm. Whose fault is it we didn't make Champions League? Champions League was in our hands. Injuries. Right. Okay. And in January, you had an, you had a perfect, back. you had a perfect replacement for someone like Partey in January, in Bruno Gomeres, he's not right? a defensive midfielder. Like. He still would have done a far better job. Yeah, but than he's any not. Of those he's, he wasn't going to be coming in and playing at six where Partey was. He was going to come in and play where Xhaka was. Would he have improved the midfield top? Absolutely. But right. if you're saying, so, if but if you're saying that we're bringing in Gomeres to to cover Partey, like I sat here or sat on your channel and said mm. we missed Gomeres. I'm not going to sit here and say I didn't want him. I did. But if okay. we're saying that. Gamarish was the reason that we didn't qualify for Champions League. I, I I struggle with that because he's not a six, and that's the position no, that Partey no, was listen, playing. He can play. He can play a DM role if you want him to. He could have done it, and he would have done a far better job than the guys we had. Secondly, mate, we already we already established that we needed two central midfielders anyway. So get one now in Bruno Gamarish, and in in the summer get the other one. Right, at least you've strengthened your midfield. You, you wasted time going for Vlaovic. What for? We already knew he didn't want to come to us. So, the thing is, right. though, like, I don't even think that Partey is the main reason. He's not the injury I'm talking about. You lose your two starting fullbacks, you're in trouble. Chelsea are in a title race up until the point they lost James and Ben Chilwell. You know, they're, suddenly their targets changed drastically. In the last 10 games of the season, we didn't have our starting fullbacks. And Tomiyasu, when he was there, was barely fit. So we okay. had Tavares and Cedric, who are both... You know, there were cover options that are more offensive-minded and different styles. Who brought them in originally? Tavares was brought in by by the obviously by the manager. But what I'm right. saying is, is that Tommy Asu that was playing in the right-hand side position is of a certain style that we brought in during that summer. That if we were to lose Kierantini, Tavares could come in because Tommy Asu's disciplined. If we lost Tommy Asu, Cedric would come in. Tierney was then tasked with playing the more disciplined role, as he showed during that February period where we went on a really good run of form and Cedric was still starting at right back. But so we lost is both a left of wing back, Tom. He's not a left back. He's he a played left some really back. solid games for he us did. at left back. He did. So but then he if didn't when we had him, Cedric there. All right. Look, regardless, mate, the fact of the matter is this squad lacks depth in quality. The fact is, we lose a couple of players. The quality mm. goes from up here to down yeah. here. The Which whole is why point we need is, to do that this summer, right? So we're that. not, in, in my opinion, we're not because if we lose Thomas Party, it goes from up here to down here again, right? Because Tielemans don't play Party's position, does he? No. If he, right. So if Partey goes again, I ask the question: We're going to rely on El Nenny. We're going to rely on either El Nenny, Xhaka, or Lokonga. Because so they're let's just who say Party gets a six-month injury. That's yeah. it for us then. Those, if those he gets guys. a six-month injury and we don't sign anyone in January, I'm going to be fuming. This is my issue with Arsenal, Tom. We don't learn from our mistakes. I want my team to do well. I'm not here to knock my club. I'm, I, I love my club. I grew up watching them from the 80s. I was a steward sneaking mm. into games after everyone had gone in. I had to hide my jacket and watch the games just so I could be close to these guys. I don't want my team to fail. It don't give me any pleasure at all. But at mm. the same time, mate, I can only go on what I've seen these last 17 years. And what I'm mm. seeing here is something very similar to what I've seen before. We are How? going for we're going for players. We've never, done, we've never been at this point, Lev. All right, never, what just, what made us sit down and go, Rafinha? All I'm saying is that what you said there is we're doing the same thing that we've done before. But I'm yeah. asking you to name me a window where we've spent £80 million on July the 2nd. I'm asking you to name me a window where all of our targets and positions that we're going for are clear at this stage that we've already outcompeted other Premier League teams for a Jesus, brought in an attacking midfielder in Fabio Vieira, brought in a cover goalkeeper in Turner, and looking to try and bring in Alessandro Martinez that we're competing with Manchester United to try and sign. If we fail that... Because we've done our business early, it gives us an opportunity, a month opportunity to go out and sign an, uh, an alternative. I'm asking you to name me another window where that happened because I can't. Listen, I'm not saying we're not spending money. I'm not saying, listen, you're last saying we're season, doing the same thing again. In the sense of not addressing the correct areas, Tom. The centre midfield, Jesus gets injured. It's Eddie and Ketia for the if Jesus gets a cruciate ligament injury, God forbid, yeah, 
It's Eddie and Ketia for the rest of the yes. season, as it stands. Not oh, until January you, at least. Not yeah. going to get you top four. If Partey gets injured, as it stands, with El Elneny at CDM, it's not going to get you top four. It's not. We were one win off top four with Aubameyang scoring four goals, Lacazette scoring four goals, and then Ketia then coming in for the last eight games yeah. and scoring five. And what you happened? Know. January, we didn't strengthen. As we've discussed, Conte we didn't did. have the full Conte did to strengthen, carry us through one and they dumped us. And if you look at what Spurs are doing now, they're doing exactly what Arteta and Arsenal should be doing, is they're pinpointing the areas that were weak from last season mm. and they're strengthening them. They did it in January when we didn't and they're doing it now when we're not. But I, I see the, there's such a clear difference between where we sit today on July 2nd with every single other window that we've had prior to this point. I don't see the argument that we're doing the same things we've done before because we've spoken we've spoken about the fact that we've invested all this money a month more than a month prior to the season starting. We've clear targets for priority positions like the versatile defender, like central midfield, like wide forward that we're moving for, that if we don't get them now, we have time to address with alternatives that we can go for. And also, you know, we've had so many years where we brought in players and the criticism of those players was no one else wanted them. We signed Lacazette. No, who else was in for Lacazette? No one. We signed Aubameyang. Well, no one else was in for Aubameyang. We signed Ozil. Who was in for Ozil? You know, when we signed big players, one of the biggest criticisms of those players was that no one else was in for them. And now people are complaining because Arsenal are having to battle and fight with other big teams for big players. But that's what was going to happen. You don't get quality players like Jesus without batting away competition for these players. That's why we're doing the, the business early on in the window, because what we're seeing is Arsenal getting those players in or trying to. And if they fail, they go to the others because you have to compete for these players because the top players are going to be wanted by lots of teams. So now that we do change and we do mm. go for these types of players, we're now getting frustrated because other teams are battling and in some cases like Rafinha beating us. In some cases like Jesus, they're not and we're winning. And with Lissandra Martinez, we'll have to wait and see. That, that I think, frustrates me because we're clearly doing things differently and targeting these upper echelon players that we've not done in the past that other big teams want. Tom, I don't agree and, with you, bro. And I'll tell you why. why. We've heard upper echelon players being banded around in transfer windows for the last 10 years. Who? Benzema, Higuain, Draxler. Yeah, listen, naming names don't mean anything. Suggesting in the press that you're going for someone with a big name doesn't mean anything. Securing them. Rumours don't make transfer windows. Signings do. Right, right? so then why are we arguing in July 2nd? All right, listen, it's not about the fact. Listen, I know there's time, Tom, but we have just sat here and you've sat here with me and you said you would have wanted two strikers and two yeah. central midfielders. Yeah, but you're both. You're also telling me in the same breath that we're not going to get two strikers and we're not going to get two central midfielders. But then you're telling me you're happy with it. I'm telling you that I think with based upon I wanted two strikers, right? And you're not going to get two strikers. Well, the argument is is that we signed Jesus and we've renewed Nketiah to fill those two slots because if we're on a Europa League budget without Champions League and we've got to cover off all these other positions, renewing Nketiah means that you keep a player that is capable of scoring in the Premier League as he has shown and you can still go for your other areas and invest in them. If we didn't have, if we hadn't have done that, signing another striker who, you know, the question mark over who that striker would be for a reasonable figure in this window. Because if we want the Ozimens, the Tammy Abrahams, the Nunezes of this world, you're paying 70 million upwards and even higher, especially in the case of Ozimen, which probably rules out you signing other positions as well. But in this window, without the Champions League budget, we've brought in Jesus, a player that, you know, three, four years ago, signing a player from Man City of his level, I thought absolutely yeah, no good chance. player. I'm not knocking it. And it's then what player. we've done is, is we've renewed Nketiah, a player that is showing definite potential, definite that he can score in the Premier League, definite can lead that line at times, even in the big games. I don't agree. Given him that up. But what the, the evidence on suggests... On what basis? On what basis? On the are last you telling me, just have, have you seen a full season with Arsenal leading the line with Eddie Nketiah? And no, you're basing it on been what? Given a, couple that of, a couple of... Right. But we also have to admit, being honest, that it's still a gamble. We don't know oh, how he's going to I'm not going to disagree with you, Lev. But right, when so you're we, on gamble, the we gamble January. We gamble with Eddie and Ketia. We gamble with not covering central midfield adequately. We're gambling. There is opinion. very, very, very few teams that don't take any risks at all during a, during a transfer window. 
it, there are very few teams. Listen, that don't you could take, take a risk, and I know that players you could sign players. Look at Pepe, prime example. You could look at his highlight reels and look amazing. Doesn't mean it's going to work when he comes. I accept mm. that. I played. I've played football for a number of years. I know you look at things analytically, Tom. I look at things from a football perspective in the sense of I played the game for 15 years. So I look at it with my eyes. I'm, I'm not the sort of guy that looks at XPs and this and all this stuff, right? I look at what I see. And the fact of the matter is, logic tells me a team has to have a very strong spine. Always has. That's always been the case. Your spine has to be strong. I accept that. I like Ramsdale, not knocking it. Mm. I think we've got some decent centre-backs, not knocking it. But where it fails for me is the engine room. You yeah. have a Ferrari. It's what's, what's the point of having a Ferrari engine with a Punto, a uh, Ferrari car with a Punto engine? What is the point? I think El the Ferrari Nini, engine is Parte. I think that, well, that is, yeah, and then well, and then that, and then that, and that engine breaks down, and it's happened. It's not something I'm making up. I'm talking about what happened last season. We've seen he's injury prone at the moment, right? Sure. And he has hamstring problems. You need a guy to take his time. Right and recover from. I I suffered from hamstring injuries. Explosive players suffer from hamstring injuries. You can't rush them back. We right. rushed him back a couple of times. He got injured. Who covers for him as adequately as Partey if he gets injured? I get your idea using the analogy about you know the, what's the point now in a Ferrari with a Punto engine, but and if your engine breaks down with Partey, but it doesn't matter what engine you got if you ain't got any wheels on your car, mate. And we need to make sure that we've covered off all the other positions to support the whole beast, and we haven't unfortunately got that. We have got cover for Partey. It's nowhere near that level. I'm not going to argue with you about the drop off in quality to the players below him. But what I will argue about is the necessity to bring in areas around that midfield, especially in the progressive central midfield option in Tielemans, when we've already got cover for Partey of a certain level, we need to cover off other areas. We uh, just need bro, to make sure that's done. Bro, listen, I would not have looked at Rafinha before sorting out two centre midfielders. I, I don't, don't disagree with you. Look, I, I don't disagree on that. So and, then, why are we, like, in the sense of what's the debate about them, bro? Because if we are agreeing on this, what my, my entire point at the beginning of this mm. was, I believe that we it's not the fact I, I'm not looking at it and going, oh, we're running out of time. My concern about this window is that we are not focusing on the correct areas. Had we spent time trying to get two really, really good centre midfielders and just missed out, I could say, Do you know what? At least we're going for the right people. Had we gone to two strikers and we've just missed out because one wants to go Barca and one's going to City. I could accept that. I'm not stupid. I know that there's more pull out there right now. My concern isn't the fact that we're running out of time. My concern mm. is clearly from the outside looking in, we are not addressing or looking to address the right areas. What the are type of players on? we're going for right now. What are you Look. basing that on? Okay, so what's been going on right now? We've 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 made Rafinha priority but right? you, at that point. What, didn't what I struggle with this we're analogy. Yeah, I struggle with your analogy because you said that links and rumours don't make transfers. But your entire argument is based on links and rumours. When Arsenal have shown with the Fabio Vieira deal that we can do business and business is going on out of the limelight of the media. But So how me, can you contradict yourself like that? Uh, listen, I'm not contradicting myself. I think you I'm, are. No, I'm you not. Because in that case, rumors in that case, make a window. Bro, in that case, arguments based bro, upon in that case you might as well not do a show every morning because all your shows are based on rumors too. It's, it's, it's transfer an rumors. Show, that, yeah, but that's what we do, bro. We Like, you have content based on your transfer window and you have one way of seeing it. I have content based on the transfer window and I have another way of seeing it. It doesn't make any either one any wrong. It doesn't like you do it, I do it, but my philosophy the shows aren't is, on opinions though, Lev. For me, the show is updating people, and then people okay, ask me questions. all right. But then, uh, listen, mine is also fact as well. Because at the end of the day, look at what we're doing right now. Are we going in for a centre midfielder? Have we gone in for yeah. a centre midfielder? Who, yeah, two We haven't gone in for him. We've agreed turns with the guy, yeah, last like months ago, yeah. Right. Okay. We'll continue to agree okay. terms. And so as then, ben, if you want to go by the rumors, Ben Jacobs reported agreeing today terms doesn't that we're do still deals, in though. contact with him. Agreeing personal terms don't mean anything until you actually make an offer. What and does sign it mean? Then? Why would you agree personal terms with a player with, that you don't want? It means want? you've toyed with the idea of signing the guy. You've gone and done all the bits and pieces, but you haven't actually made an offer. I could go to someone's house and say, "Oh, like this house. Let's agree to do a deal. Yeah, how much do you want for it? Oh, 350 grand, uh, 500 grand, whatever. Okay, happy days. I go off now. Is that the deal done? 
or do I? Does he wait for my offer to come in? I don't really understand the analogy, to be honest. You don't understand the analogy. So I've got an. I've come to view your house. Yeah. Right. We've agreed on a price for your house. You've told yeah. me how much you want for that house. I've walked off. Is that a done deal? No, absolutely not. But you does it tell you that you're offer, interested right? in? But does it tell me that you're interested in buying a house of that description? It yes, does. It does. Wait, it does. But then, right, if so you then never get my thing. call, if you never get my call, what point is behind it? If I never call you to make an offer, what is the why point? Why did you make the offer? Why didn't I make the offer? No, why did you? No, no I didn't did make an offer. I come and I, I talk about why it. Why did you come and look at the house? Why did you come and agree on uh, what you would pay if you shopping. wanted to? Window shopping. I'm maybe considering buying a house. I'm so you are thinking house. about. I'm considering buying a house, right? right. Okay. okay. So but what considering buying a house isn't buying a house, Tom, is it? Right, but you wouldn't go and look at a house for no reason, would you? Oh, Arsenal have done it many times. We've gone, go we've agreed, we've gone, and we're looking at Rafinha. Has it happened? No, we've gone. We're looking <laughs> what at Martinez. Does that mean? Does that we want a Wigger. So all I'm Rafinha. saying to you, all I'm saying to you, Tom, is at the end of the day, having personal terms is not an offer. It's just agreeing personal terms. We have not gone back to him since. If someone no, else comes yet. in and makes an right, okay, let's mm. let's simplify it. If Man United come in now and offer Tielemans money, yeah. And we yeah, haven't yeah. offered him. Newcastle. He can go, moment. right? He can go, yes? If they agree personal terms with the player and the, and okay, the bid is accepted, okay. he'll go. Uh, yeah. so, so, what, so then what merit has the personal terms that Arsenal agreed got if he could still go off and join Man United? Absolutely nothing. Well, so there you go. No, because the point is that Arsenal are clearly looking at that position still. That's the argument. That you're I'm saying that convinced. Arsenal aren't... I'm not convinced they are. But they've agreed personal terms with a player in that position. So? Is he with us? No, but you've just said that you're basing your argument based off of links and Listen, news. Those personal terms apparently were agreed months ago, right? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, yeah. Have we gone back in for him since those personal terms were agreed? No, because we've moved on to look at the other positions we've Okay, we've so done... what's stopping Tielemans turn around and go, oh, they've agreed to personal terms with me, but mm. now they're looking at now they're looking at Martinez to cover my position, cover left back, cover this. What's stopping him go elsewhere? My question is, why on earth would Arsenal agree terms with the player if they're not interested in signing someone in that position? I'm just not convinced they're going to do it, Tom. What do you, I'm just telling you. I'm All right, listen. At the end of the day, if he signs a centre midfielder, then okay, he signs one. Still one short. I, I'm not convinced we're going to go either of them. I really don't. People want to telling me I'm contradicting myself. I'm not. Personal to be fair, term, I'm getting a lot of stick as well, mate. So you're not Personal <laughs> terms. Listen, bro. Personal terms mean nothing. Trust me. Right? I When I played semi-pro, you'll have someone come to you and they'll mm. say to you, all right, this is what we're going to pay you. This is what... And you go, thanks, mate. You shake hands and walk off. Until sure. they ring you, right? Make the offer. Mm. Get you to sign a contract. Personal terms are just something to speed up Did the process if you decide. Yeah, I got signed sign? a couple of times. Right, so they were interested in buying... But then other times I didn't get a position. phone call. Personal terms mean nothing. What, they what could they sit there and Personal terms are just the right, way what, of assessing... If you didn't get a phone call, what did that team do once they decided not to... to went to off elsewhere. Get somebody else. In the same position? Not necessarily. They might have changed their tact and gone somewhere else. Right. They might, have decided, they might have decided to sign El Nenny or someone and, <laughs> and fill it that way. <laughs> Look, the problem I have with your argument, as I said, and I don't think we're going to agree on it, is that I think you're said that you're basing your opinion of being frustrated about Arsenal is based upon us not going in for players that you feel are in priority positions that need to be addressed. But at the same time, you're also saying that you don't believe Arsenal are going after a player, despite the reports telling us that he's agreed terms with the club for a player in a position that you said was a priority. Listen, I didn't say his position was priority, actually. So central midfield isn't for me, a priority. For me, Partey cover is priority along with someone like Tielemans. Even if we got Tielemans, I still would have expected so another one. priority along with Partey. Yeah. Right. So he is a priority then. Listen, but... two centre midfields are a priority. You are saying to me, we've agreed personal terms. For you, Tom, that seems to mean yeah. we're definitely getting him, right? Is no, no, it means we're definitely interested in signing a player in his position. That's what it means. Definitely being interested is neither here nor there. You've got to get the player. 
Yeah, absolutely. If you want to sign the player, you've got to get him. But the first part of doing a process of signing anyone is to agree personal terms with a player. That's the first thing you have to do is get either personal terms agreed or willingness from that player to say they want to come before you then go to the club. So we could have have agreed personal terms with Rafinha. Did it stop him going elsewhere? We could have agreed personal terms with Martinez. Would it stop him going elsewhere? Absolutely not. Right. So it doesn't mean that we're not interested in signing a player in that position, Les. Listen, Tom, we can all sit there window shopping. But actually getting a deal done is different. That's my whole point. Yeah, Get a and deal that's done why in-, in August, if we haven't signed anyone, I will join you in criticising our business. But, but in bro, July... Hold on a I minute. Will- Go on. Sorry to cut you off, but you started this conversation, and this yeah. is where I'm getting to be frustrated. You started this conversation is you would have wanted two strikers and two central midfielders. We've already mm. agreed that they're not going to do that. But now we're sitting on this point purely on Tielemans, where the bigger picture is... You and I both agree we needed two centre uh, center forwards and two midfielders, and we mm. both agree we're not doing that. I said we're not signing two because we've renewed one and we've signed one. So we've covered the two striker positions that I said we wanted. It may not be what I necessarily would have dreamed of. Don't get me wrong. I would have rather we went out and signed another striker. But knowing what we needed to do elsewhere in the in the squad... Renewing Nketiah meant that we needed to obviously spend money elsewhere. So we've signed Jesus, we've renewed Nketiah, two striker positions. Central midfield, Fabio Vieira is coming to be our progressive attacking midfield option for us to compete with Martin Erdegaard, one of those central midfield And he can also play wide. And he can play wide, sure. Okay. Hasn't played wide anywhere near as much as he played centrally, but sure, can play wide. Tillemans is clearly a player we're interested in. And have agreed terms with him. We're clearly interested in trying to sign a player in that position at this moment in time. We haven't yet. And if we, you know, in August have still not signed a player at the start of the season, I will join you in criticising the fact that we haven't. In defensive midfield, we have Partey, Xhaka, Lukonga, Elneny. I agree with you. I would rather see someone come in to compete with Partey of a similar level. But again, when you've already got three players that can play that role and you've got needs in versatile defence, goalkeeper, striker, attacking midfield, central midfield, when you've already got three players there and you don't have the reinforcement in those areas, I can understand why they're directing the money and the wide forward position into those other areas. We then go to the defensive, uh, the defender position, this kind of mm-hmm. versatile option in Lissandro Martinez. We're obviously going for him. You know, we put in three bids. We want this guy. You can cover off defensive midfield, ironically, is one of the positions he can play. So if we were to sign him, he actually could play that parte position that we desperately need him for. Has played there for Argentina against Brazil in the biggest game you can on an international stage for that country. He's very well trusted to play that position should we need to. But the argument I I just can't get my head around, Lev, yeah. is that in July, on July, not even in July, at the start of July 2nd, Arsenal are very clearly trying to sign a versatile defender, a central midfielder, and a wide forward. And that the argument against that from your side of things is to say that we are not going for priority positions based upon links that you're seeing in the media, even though the Fabio Vieira deal shows the business goes on that we don't know about. But I don't get that. I don't get... It just contradicts itself. I just don't really get Listen, it. Listen, do you know what contradicts itself? What Arsenal do contradicts itself? Because mm. we have, as again, I'm going to go back to the original convo. We've yeah, agreed, sure. all of us have agreed what we need. And we're not mm-hmm. doing it. But then, yes. yeah, we're... Well, just... No, wait, 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 yeah, wait. wait. On, we on, are on, not getting... Are we getting another striker, Tom? We've got are two. We, are we getting the another two... striker? We've got you, the two. You... Well, would you like going back to the original before Eddie and Ketia signed a contract? Before you knew that was happening, yeah. would you have preferred Arsenal to go and get two brand new strikers? Yes or no? I would have preferred absolutely. Okay, keep that then. Just hold that there. Sure, yeah. Sure. Just because Arsenal signed in Ketia and we've got another striker, that doesn't mean he's good enough. One, right? Me and you have both agreed we would have gone out and got two better strikers, right? Straight away. We haven't done yeah, that. We've prefer a Ferrari, to be honest. <laughs> We've also agreed two central midfielders. We're not going to do that either. We're going to, and you can't throw Vieira into the mix because Vieira is an attacking midfielder, right? right? So then, why are we looking at more wingers? Why are you looking at spending time on sixty mil Rafinhas when you could be going and getting two solid centre midfielders and sorting out a bigger problem? Well, because we you, are you going can make for a central without a Rafinha. You can't make do without quality midfield. But you're suggesting, oh, we've got three other players that can play there. It doesn't matter that they're bang average. 
So what think, are you going to get next season? You're going to get party loot, get injured, and you're well, going to go you, well, down to You're assuming he gets injured, but sure, go on. Well, listen, the whole point of football is you look at what happened the season before and you try to make sure that you've got some cover for it. You don't hmm. go, oh, it happened last season, so let's hope it don't happen this season. Listen, the one thing we've learned about Arsenal is if there's ever a time we can get an injury, we'll get it. If there's the worst place you can get an injury, we'll get it. If we say, no, we hope Party don't get injured, you could be guaranteed he's going to get injured. If you don't want your striker to get injured, you can be guaranteed he'll get injured. We've had it with the Ramseys of this world. We've had it with the Wilshires of this world. We've had it ongoing. So all I'm saying is why gamble? Why risk? The whole point of high-level sport is to have a squad that covers you in mm. depth for an entire season. But you're suggesting it's okay for us to go in with Thomas Partey and if he gets injured, we have ample cover. In the set, mm. in, like in, in El Neni, mm. Lukonga, who I rate, by the way, I just don't think he's quite ready yet. And it's a gamble. So why I'm, gamble? Why gamble? I'm, su I'm suggesting we go into the season with Thomas Partey, Xhaka, El Neni, Lukonga as a defensive midfield option if it means that we have invested significantly in a Tillemans-style player on the left-hand side, a versatile defensive option in an Alessandro Martinez-style player, a wide forward that can add more goals to the team, Jesus and Ketia being renewed, you know, Fabio Vieira being brought in, cover at goalkeeper, all of that stuff. That's what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting that for me, I would rather see Arsenal invest significantly in the left-sided central midfield position, a wide forward, the versatile defensive option to compete and cover for Tierney. Because for me, Tierney being injured last season was a bigger problem in those last 10 games than Partey being injured because we lost both our starting fullbacks. So I'm that. That's what I'm suggesting because well, we have. I'm, the I'm suggesting that's not going to be enough to get us to top four. Do you right. think? All right, based on what you've just said, mm. forget everything else. Let's go with your story sure, in yeah. the sense of what sure. we're going for. Do you think if they if they get what you're just suggesting now, that's enough to oust Spurs, who have just strengthened in the right areas? Don't get me wrong. Right. I don't rate. I don't rate Richarlison. Okay. That much. So right? have they strengthened? <laughs> well, the, the fact is, yes, in a sense, because before, if Kane got injured, they had no one to lead the line. One thing mm. which which Allison can do is lead the line. He's not the best finisher. He, he makes he makes goals for others. He causes issues. So yes, in a in a sense, they have strengthened. They've got um, a much better midfield now. Much better. Mm. They've gone and got Spence at fullback as well. Mm, right. I have have they? Well, yeah, I've heard they've just sorted that out. It's just about to get finalised, apparently. I don't yeah. know how true that is. I've not read but, it, but yeah, sure. But the fact of the matter is this. Is what you're saying now, in your eyes, enough to get us above Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs? Is it is that enough for you? Do you, think, do you think we'll oust them with, with, with the signings that you've just said? So, if the squad next season is Turner and Ramsdale in goal... Tommy yep. Asu, Cedric, Saliba, White, Gabriel, a defensive signing that can also cover for, let's say, Martinez. Tierney, keep Tavares if you like, you know, he had something. Lukonga, Elneny, Xhaka, Partey, a Tillemans-style player, as good as, if not better. Odegaard, Fabio Vieira, uh, a wide forward of significant quality that's a goal scorer, so either a Finja or a Gakpo or a Musa Diaby, someone along those lines who can also, in the case of Gakpo, play centrally. That was one of the other things about the wide oh, I like I Gakpo. He's a good player. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Jesus Nketiah, Martinelli, Smith-Rowe. I feel like I'm forgetting someone, surely. Um, but if that's if that's the squad, then yes, I do think we can compete for top four next season. Or, sorry, compete to qualify for the Champions League next season. Yes, I do think I, we can. I, I, I will have to beg to differ. Well, that's where we're we, going to disagree, I yeah, think. Unless we... Listen, I have never seen any team with a poor central midfield or average central midfield mm. right, win things at top level. All right? Your engine room is the or, most... Are we talking about win thing. things or are we talking about qualifying for the Champions League? Listen... Either or, I want both for my team. Yeah, I want both. But okay. next season, realistically, the target is qualify for the Champions League. All right, so League. you could throw European, you could throw the Europa into the equation. Sure. You could throw four different competitions. This midfield of Partey, Elneny, Xhaka and Lokonga is not enough, even with Tielemans in the mix, because the only one of Partey's ilk that's of high quality is Partey himself. Once mm. you lose Partey, you drop down to an Elneny 
who is of the level of Fenerbahce in Turkey. But then we sit there coating us off for going into France and getting people from the Farmers League. But it's okay to play somebody who Fenerbahce will buy and put in their central midfield as our number two backup to Partey. I don't agree. I just think you. I think there's a lot of hypotheticals going on for that well, argument. Well, there's hypotheticals your side as well because we haven't landed any of the any of the uh, no, of potential course. targets. And you've I, mentioned have I not either. said to you that I will sit and join your side in terms of criticizing what we're business we've done in August? But I won't sit here in July second and do that now. I will do that when the time comes and when the evidence suggests I should. I'm not going to do it based on hypotheticals, Lev. Listen, I'm not. Listen, at the end of the day. I have a right to look at my team, look at the way they do business. So, one second, Lev. Guys, in the chat box, if you can't respect either mine or Lev's view, I don't care if you agree or disagree with either of us. If you can't respect it, go somewhere else or we will just block you. So oh, who said that. something? Well, what no, are they saying? Just, what no, are they saying? just loads of people just saying rubbish. Right, hey, we're, we're giving you content, guys. Like, at the end of the day, we have different... Mm. We have differing opinions and like it doesn't make us any less fans for having different opinions. We're not here to knock the club. I'm not here for views and making up <laughs> stuff for views, which I've seen Honestly. in the chats. If anyone knows me for real, I don't do anything that I don't actually believe in. The fact of the matter is, guys, we're in the same fan base. We're, we're the same colours. Mm. If we disagree, there's nothing wrong with it. You can sit in the pub, have a beer and disagree with each other. You don't have to be like... Like, I don't know. I just don't understand it anyway. No, is... like, me and Lev are going to finish the show and we're still mates, guys. You know, we disagree on this point. We couldn't give a toss, you know, what other yeah, like, positions we Do you want have. content or not? Do you want people mates? to sit down and agree with each other? Because it's just not the way it works, Honestly. guys. Like, variety is the spice of life. I personally feel with this central midfield, we won't challenge with top four. I'm going on mm. what happened last season. When we lost Partey, everything fell to the wayside, man. That's how I feel about it. And I just don't think we've taken it serious enough, Tom. That's how I feel about it. Look, and, and look, I'm not gonna dis I'm not gonna disagree with you that there isn't a significant drop-off after Partey if he was to get injured. My argument is that because of Xhaka, Lakonga, and Elni Elneny being there, that is the reason why I understand they're get going for them. other areas. Right. But the problem is, Lev, is that we don't then have the money to go after another Partey level player on top of all of those. That's because their fault, get... Tom. Well, and then, look, if you want to turn around and, and say the Cronkies should back Arteta and they should go in and give them the money to be able to do that, I will join you with a placard happily and be like, yes, Cronky, back him. But I'm coming it from the position of seeing what Arsenal have spent in the past and knowing that that's probably not going to happen. And so I can't criticise, say, Edu or Arteta for not going after those players if they feel that they've only got the budget available to go after these players. That's why you're seeing Arsenal, you know, bid and, and keep on going with like three offers for Martinez and aren't willing to match Chelsea's bid for Rafinha because they know that they've got a certain amount. If they had a blank cheque, they would have paid up the money for Martinez. They would have paid up the money for Rafinha. Yeah, but bro, th th that makes it even worse for me that if you've got a budget, yeah. You're going for you yourself said it in a previous show. I remember you saying it, and I agree with you. Mm. Rafinha, you wanted him, and he's a luxury player, right or wrong? He was, right? yeah, in terms so of the priorities budget, of the team. He was, when yeah. you have a budget, why are you going to spend 60 million on it on, well, on we luxury? Weren't. That's the point. We didn't want to go that high, well, right, even 55. I don't think why? we did 55, Lev. So, why, we... what? So, why are we even bothering? Well, because I think they thought they might be able to get hold oh, of it. Oh, you clearly. see, this is my problem. How many times has this happened to us? We've gone for Vlaovic, even though we, he's got no chance of coming we never to us. For wasted Vlaovic, time. Though. So then what was the point of it then? What was the point of it being in the well, news? So we, we never, we never, we never bid for him. But the whole point of the Vlaovic scenario was, you know, you were trying to negotiate with the player, trying to see if he'd be open to a move. Did they negotiate personal place? terms, incidentally? They didn't know. They weren't I'm just to... checking, right? Because yeah, no, I'm just no, saying, no, no. <laughs> all I was saying with the personal terms thing is, guys, is personal terms, mm. yes, it does mean you're potentially interested, but it doesn't mean you're going to sign a player until you actually sign a player and go in there and say, we want you, here's the contract, sign it, you're coming with us. Personal terms is just the way of saying, oh, from a recruitment perspective, and this is what I was trying to say, when I, before I start working on somebody, I ask them what salary they want. What's your salary? What are you expecting? Yeah. I, okay, I agree that these will be your personal terms. If someone comes in and asks you for a job, offers you a job, this will be what they offer you, right? That's what personal terms are. If we offer you, we agree, we'll pay you this, we'll pay you that. That's all it means. It don't mean you're signing somebody until you actually put your money where your mouth is and sign them. Mm. So, look, 
I just want my team to do well. And I personally oh, do yeah, not absolutely. see us challenging with the same midfield as last season. It makes no, no sense to me at all. Like, looking at Rafinha's don't make sense if you have a budget. Looking at all these other players, like Martinez, yeah, great. He's a good little player. I respect that. But address your main issues first. You can get back or you can get by with the centre-backs you've got. You've chosen. They chose to bring in um, Tavares and Cedric as cover. And now mm. we're supposed to look at that and go, oh, well, they're, they're not good enough either. So we also need to cover that too. Well, why are we... Why are we letting them off for the fact that... Why are we excusing the fact that they were the ones that brought in this cover and now they've got to find cover for the cover? That's not our fault, mate. That's their fault. No, I know. Look, at the end of the day, the, 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 the way the squad has been built over the last decade up until this point, you know, there's been eight years, in my view, of just more than that, of disgraceful recruitment and sales. And, you know, it's something that Arsenal are trying to work to change. For me... I think the way that we end this topic, and I'm going to read through some super chats because I know I've been neglecting it. No, um, don't read them. I, I'm upset with them now. Like these guys, I come on here. No, you want to read some of them? They yeah, back you. And I said I was going to stand my ground with things, just so some people can no, be abusive. Did, I don't understand I it. Been a, I think it's been a solid, solid debate. I, I, Thank I you, think bro. Obviously, it's going to be worth talking. You know, in August, where we see what has happened after a month, and we oh, probably listen, worth us of course. reconvening. Yeah, um, let me... I'll be up for that. As long as we don't talk about houses anymore. I, <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know what happened with that one, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the Ferrari analogy, the houses, they went off. Ferraris, um, houses. Some Someone called the Arsenal Lounge. Thank you so much. Can you block um, him? I don't like this guy at all. <laughs> for the donation, 179, really you fucking cheapskate. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, he did put another one in, to be fair, of 899. Uh, he said, best show ever, loving it. Can you guys do this once a week, maybe? No, next time we see no, I, no. Oh, mate, I, I, I don't no. think we can deal with that. <laughs> Um, Abdullah says, I love your guest. He's telling you the truth. I can't believe we have people in our fan base accepting where Come on, we are. Uh, Luke says, uh, as it stands, we haven't addressed our issues from last season. Jesus yes, aside, Luke. none of the other signings improve our starting 11. If we start the season with Xhaka again, then we might as well write off the season then and there. Uh, Sasha, thank you so much as well for your uh, donation. I'm sorry if you didn't He's just chucking money at you. Message. He's just chucking yeah. money at you. He's on. Fair enough. I'm not going to say no. Abdullah says, uh, we have the second richest ownership in England, yet we always lose a battle to rivals for a player who we really need. Abdullah, I mean, Jesus is the obvious answer in, in response to that as an opposite. But regarding Rafinha, there is plenty of evidence to back that point up. Uh, Kay says, uh, Tillemans is the bank and has approved the loan to buy the house. <laughs> I'm loving these now. We just come on with little housing analogies all the time. Let us know in the comments section what you thought of today's debate. Thank you for the 99% of you that did keep it respectful and you were able to, you know, put comments in respectfully. Yeah, it's funny, Lev, you know, I really <laughs> I really struggle, Lev, sometimes in trying to get people onto the channel with a differing view and sometimes worry that the channel becomes a bit of an echo chamber. So I'm always very very happy to, to you know have discussions with with people like you because there are unfortunately a lot of people in the chat box that sit behind their computer despite the offers that are put out there to come and have a chat and don't so fair play to you mate for oh, coming on the you. show and having a chat thank, thank you bro and if you guys in the chats a few people asking where you can find me you can find us on the arsenal lounge and uh tom's there every monday as well so look us up on the arsenal lounge we've got loads of content coming uh, usually it's uh, it's it's like this basically, but, it's usually <laughs> but like, look, we're just passionate, and I don't, you know, I just want us to do well. That's it, guys. And I hope I'm proven wrong in some, in, in a lot, all, in all cases, I'm hope I'm proven wrong, bro. I really do. Yeah, I really think it's going to be an interesting read of the comments. Um, if there's anything abusive to either of us, though, you will be blocked. <laughs> so it's as simple as if, that. If you're going at Tom. It's fine. No worries. Thank you so don't. much for the final donation. Keep doing what you're doing. Some of us like what you're saying. Tom, given the fact that our rivals strengthen as well, the squad you mentioned cannot take us to fifth next season. We will need to do more. We'll agree to disagree at this point if indeed uh, we do sign players. Uh, Lev, I look forward to having a chat with you on the channel in a month's time. And we'll oi, see oi, 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 oi. Remember this chat, guys, yeah, in the chat, yeah? Absolutely. I don't expect another striker, and I don't expect two central midfielders, and neither does Tom, really, let's be honest. But <laughs> let's, let's come back and do this again. And TGT, guys, most of you, 99% of you, thank you so much for having me and putting up with me, man.
There you go. No, it's, it's not putting up with you, mate. You did fantastically well. And, and uh, yeah, held your own. I want, I want Arsenal to get top four, by the way, Wagwan. Of course, man. Silly question. Of course, mate. Of course. We only want Arsenal to win. That's, that's the ultimate. Uh, I will see you tomorrow morning for what is not an opinion show, but a new show. Uh, Lev did an awful advertisement for it earlier on, but uh, do join me early, uh, early on tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'll update you. And then the second section of that show, of course, will answer your questions as always, as best I can. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you very, very soon. Drop a like on the video subscribe if you're new go and subscribe to the arsenal lounge as well yes please and do. as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a mcnuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection order now on the mcdonald's app for your mcdelivery you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.